Welcome to the Defiant Business Podcast. A business podcast produced by Defy the Status Quo for forward-thinking businesses and savvy professionals looking to defy the status quo of mediocre customer experiences, barely surviving businesses, and haphazard business development. We'll explore best marketing and sales practices, improving business processes, attracting your ideal clients or customers, striking your perfect work-life balance, business basics, intentional inclusion in business, and so much more. Thank you for joining me today. Let's do this. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Defiant Business Podcast. I'm your host, Ruthie Bowles, founder of Defy the Status Quo. And today I have David Brown with me. David is a speaker, executive coach, and trainer. He serves as the president of DSB Leadership Group. And the DSB Leadership Group provides leadership support for organizations looking to improve performance, develop talent, and increase productivity. Who doesn't want that? They deliver customized training solutions, workshops, and presentations. Their niche is centered around public speaking and presentation skills. And I have to say, you know, David and I have been talking for quite some time and even more towards the beginning of the pandemic, we talked about how much people needed help with their virtual presentation skills. So David, thank you so much for joining me today. Well, thank you for having me on, Ruthie. It's truly an honor. So before we get into learning more about the DSB Leadership Group, I wanted to ask you a kind of special question. I like to ask all of my guests just kind of one special question just to help the audience get to know them and just, you know, even realize even just a little bit how magnificent you are as a person, because that's, you know, that's the bar I set for being here on the podcast. So can you tell us how you started your speaking career? That's actually a very good question, Ruthie, and I appreciate you asking that. I started as a speaker back in 1994, full-time as a minister. So people ask me, well, where did this journey begin? It began from behind the pulpit. (laughs) (laughs) When I look back, I really enjoyed speaking. I enjoyed being able to understand the usage of words, how it can move audiences and move crowds. And that's where the story began. And so when I fast forward now, I wanted to start DSB because I believe that was my strength. And that's what I wanted to be able to provide for my clients and for, you know, the companies I'm working with now. Okay. And I mean, so speaking of the DSB leadership group, that is, I think, a really interesting transition, right? You went from being a minister and I know it wasn't like, you know, being a minister and then starting your leadership group, but how did you get to that point? point where you were like, okay, I'm a minister. This is what I do. And I know for a lot of ministers, you know, they, they internalize it as like a life's mission. It is. Right. And so completely understand that. So I'm interested in understanding how you went from being a minister to deciding that you're like, you know what, this entrepreneur life is for me and, you know, public speaking and presentation skills. This is what I have to give to the people I can serve the best. That's a great question, Ruthie. And I think what I want your audience to be able to hear is that I spent all those years in the ministry, fortunate to work with seven different congregations throughout the United States, including LA, Ohio, Pittsburgh, DC, you name it. But when we were in Los Angeles, my wife said something very interesting. She said, if you save the world, 
and you lose the children, what did you do? And what she was trying to say is that my focus and my area especially was going to churches that were stagnant, that weren't growing. I would go in there and infuse faith or start doing some training. I would do teaching and literally restructure everything from their impact in the community, from how they're presenting themselves in the community to training the eldership and the boards. And then I would move. And I loved it. There was something about that that I really loved. It might be because of my background in military. You know what that's like. But when we were there, she felt like the children who were a little younger at the time, they weren't really able to, to adjust as well as I was. And they were missing their friends. We were 3,000 miles away from family. And so she made a, a great point. I said to myself, you're right. The most important thing I could do is be a great father, be a great leader at home, make sure I'm doing the right things there. But I can't do the same thing because there wasn't a church here open for me. So we moved back to Maryland where we had our last assignment before LA. And I decided that I wanted to take what my strengths were, what I was passionate about, and somehow turn it into a business. So after a few years of working and sales, working as a VP of a company, I said, it's time for me to go ahead and, and push out my own vision and do what I've loved doing for the last 27 years of my life. And that's where DSB was started. Now, fast forward, my children are doing awesome. I have one in college one who's going to be graduating soon and nothing's changed. They, they still think that I'm okay, dad, I guess. And at the same time, I believe that the foundation that was set helped them to continue to grow in their own faith. I still minister. I still help and consult other churches, but I wanted to make sure that I was positioning myself to do what I've been doing for all these years outside of preaching. It's actually teaching and training and helping people become better communicators increasing their impact and bringing more value to their specific environments. That's amazing. And yes, that's, you know, David is a fellow veteran. So we always, I always want to stop and pause for that. I've been able to get a few more veterans on the podcast. So it's very exciting. David, what did you do while you were serving? I was actually a military brat, Ruthie. <laughs> right. Ruthie got myself, got me confused with my twin. I have a <laughs> brother. He helps me with the DSB leadership group. His his name is Danny Brown. So he's DSB as well. And he spent eight years and served. I, I can't remember what his MOS was, but he uh, was very active in the reserves. And uh, a couple of times his unit was sent to the Middle East. And he was fortunate enough not to have to go, Ruthie, but he was eight years. My younger brother was five years in the military and my father was 21 years army retired. So I'm a military brat. Founded. Love the military, love the people that serve our country. And so it's very much important to me. So anytime I come across a veteran like you, I pause as well. And I thank them for their service. And I do what I can to support their growth. So that's my connection with the service as it is now. All right. Well, speaking of your brother, yes. speaking of your brother, yes, I want, because it came up kind of organically here, I wanted to take a moment to mention your podcast because it is a pretty unique angle. So why don't you tell us about that? Because it's a collaborative effort between you and your twin brother. And I just find that to be so fascinating and unique. It is. Thank you for asking, Ruthie. My twin brother and I were identical twins. We put together a podcast. It's entitled Twins Talk It Up, where Dan and I actually focus on what we call leadership communication topics. So the majority of our podcast is centered around topics around speaking, 
topics around leadership. And it's either going to be the two of us talking or we bring on incredible guests like yourself. And Ruthie is going to be a guest on our podcast coming up. And we actually focus on an area that we believe can help professionals and executives to improve their ability to impact their environment. So we're having a lot of fun. And I let people know that they can sponsor the program. And it's actually a great platform for us because we're keynote speakers. And our keynote speech is entitled Identically Opposite. So we are genetically the same. We're identical twins. He is a little older, but we talk about what it's like to grow up being biracial, what it's, what it's like to grow up with different type of what we call cultural forces pulling at us, and then how we came to find our own identity. And what we believe, Ruthie, without a doubt, that there are so many professionals out there at their jobs who clock in and clock out. And if you ask them who they are, they don't quite know. They yeah. begin the response with, I have this title, I have this job, or I perform this function. And what they fail to realize is that they are so much more than what that the, what they've stated in terms of their title, their position, or their function. And so what we try to do is help professionals come to conviction and really develop a passion of who they are, that they can still have those jobs, those titles, those positions, but they're more than that. And so that's what Dan and I do with our podcast. That's what we do with our keynote speaking. So yes, we're we're pretty much the same in terms of our conviction and passion, but we come at it from different ways. Dan's the engineer. He's very uh, calculated and mechanical, and I'm the free-spirited one, and we somehow make it work. Yeah. I Okay. So this is completely off topic. (laughs) Completely off topic, and I cannot believe that this is the first time that I've realized it. Okay. So my husband's name is Daniel. He is an identical twin. His identical twin's name is David. David. (laughs) (laughs) I love him already. I think he's awesome. You know, there's something about twins. He'll tell you. Yes. And and so my husband, Daniel, served in the army. That's how we met. We met in Afghanistan. And his brother, Dave, actually served in the Navy. Wow. But yeah, that is just so funny that is is amazing maybe that's why my brain keeps assuming that that you're a veteran too yeah right (laughs) that that's amazing i can't believe i didn't pick up on that before that is so crazy that's awesome that tells you okay so back on track now so the dsb leadership group yes works with you know a variety of professionals and a variety of organizations, as many of us do in this consulting space. But I'm interested to know who an ideal client for you would be. I appreciate the question. What I want to start off with is this. The right people or ideally the people I connect with are either COOs, HR directors, or directors of learning and development. There are companies that I work with ideally around the 50 employee mark. And the reason that that's the case is that we, what I found is that companies larger than that will either have an in-house director of learning development or they'll work through their HR department in some form or fashion to the point where they don't necessarily like to bring outside voices in. But my approach to them is even with children, sometimes you hear the same voice over and over and over again. It actually works against you. So yeah. I come in, I bring a different flair a different voice, and I help to further the mission of retaining their employees and actually helping them to develop a vision for their growth and really positioning the company to grow even more. Because what we found through COVID is that people are more stressed 
yet they have more flexibility. So if leadership is not doing a great job of conveying the message, they're not communicating in a way that's effective and productive, employees actually are more tempted to want to look for other jobs. And so if I could come in and provide a voice, provide some training, help to bridge that gap between ownership or leadership, senior leadership, and the regular employees or mid-level management, it actually furthers the vision and there's less turnover and the company actually profits more. So ideally, those are the three titles I go after, but I like companies that are around that 25 employee mark. That's what I like to work with, Ruthie. Yeah. All right. Well, and I I hope companies paid attention there, um, especially to your point about employee turnover, because we are more flexible, right? Because we can work from home. But what that means is more of the job listings that we're seeing, right? On LinkedIn, uh, monster.com, Indeed, a lot more of those are fully remote. They are. Which means they're like, hey, you could be working from anywhere. A lot of our employees are now. and, And that means it's a lot easier. I can now get a job. I'm in Maryland and I can get a job for, you know, with a company over in Seattle or Los Angeles, if I wanted, New York City, I'm no longer restricted by where I'm located. So companies would, you know, best heed that particular point, I think. Okay. So, I mean, these are incredibly critical developments that you help push forward in companies. So what is it that you do for your clients in terms of they're like, okay, you know, how can you help us? What is it that, you know, we're looking for X, Y, Z? What are typically the services that you, that you give to your clients? Well, typically what we do at DSB, we'll, we'll customize a package for the organization based on some of their needs. Ideally, what I strongly present is an option for them to take advantage of what we call public speaking training. And we do a lot of different communication training workshops. And then what I also do is provide leadership structure courses and workshops as well. Now, what I try to offer that's different than perhaps any other company out there, Ruthie, and I know people say that all the time, but in every single package that I present, I include at least one mindset workshop. I believe that if you don't change the mind, it doesn't matter what you present as a course. It doesn't matter what you present as a as material or a subject. It's not going to have the same lasting impact. You've got to be able to do mindset exercises. You've got to talk about shifting the thinking. The limited belief system's got to change. Because what I do is I I entitle one of the workshops. Let's get rid of the BS, right? And it's really the belief system. We got to get rid of that belief system. Whatever it is, we've got to rewrite it. We got to reprogram it. We've got to change it, and then we do that. So what I try to provide, Ruthie, to sum it up is this. Workshops tailored around their need. If we're going to look at entry level, we talk a little bit about the basic areas of communication. We're talking about management. We talk about how to improve their what we call listening skills and then how to communicate and convey from their leadership team to those that they're managing because sometimes that gets lost in translation. We'll talk about that. And so these are the various areas that I provide pending the size of the company and the need of the company. And we'll typically see 68 workshops and then we continue to gradually add on based on needs. That's fantastic. I, and that was very well done. <laughs> Let's get rid of the BS. Well played, sir. <laughs> Thank you. Do you mind if I also add, Ruthie, that some of my clients will require what we call executive coaching or specific mm-hmm. speech coaching? And so it's not uncommon for me to get a director or a manager asking for one-on-one coaching on how to lead a board meeting or how to deliver quote-unquote bad news. 
And it's not also uncommon for them to ask me to do what we call executive coaching. I don't provide business coaching. There's a big difference. Yep. My executive coaching goes back to what I stated earlier. It's mindset. That's what it's yeah. driven. Fantastic. Yes. And uh, yeah, people also need to learn that there's a pretty big difference, well, humongous difference between business coaching and executive coaching. Although there may be some overlap in what the coach chooses to cover based on their specialties, right? So definitely a fantastic point. So, all right. That is just our first episode with Mr. David Brown, president of the DSB Leadership Group. And you've been listening to the Defiant Business Podcast. Be sure to join us for the next episode where David will be sharing how you can overcome your speaking anxiety with three amazing tips. That's our next episode. Be sure to join us. Thanks again so much for being with me, David. Pleasure. Thank you so much for joining me for this week's episode of the Defiant Business Podcast. Please make sure that you've subscribed and do be sure to leave us a review if you found this episode at all helpful. And if you think it would be a great resource for someone else, be sure to share it with them. See you next time.